five nights with Smash Africa. Smash Africa. My guest for uh, Visual Digital is the one and only Farida Mitsile. Welcome to the show, girlfriend. <laughs> Uh, Farida and I did a campaign uh, for DSTV Boma three, four years ago. Indeed. Uh, that's when I got to work with her on, a, on, uh, on set. And it was nice because I was like, yo, I'm the only young famous person here. <laughs> <laughs> Until Farida walked in the bills like, nobody uh, knows you, stop. Smash. <laughs> Farrah Fee is our girl. And um, yeah, ever since like, but before that, I think I met you sometime in Soweto when I was still young and doing the rounds out there. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, welcome to the show, girl. What's up? Thank you so much for having me. I'm well. Thank you. How are you doing? You're looking good. I'm feeling great. Thank you. Thanks. You know, I try. The money try. looking good. I mean, I'm attracting it. You know, they say if you manifest, yeah. you attract and you will therefore have. Happiness looking good. Yes, sir. Oh, girl. I Indeed. love it for you, man. Thank you. I wish you guys could see how glowed up she's looking right now. Stop. Stop. My sister said the same thing when I got to her house. She's like, oh my gosh, your skin looks amazing. Let's talk about it. <laughs> What's the reason behind your glow up? I think I'm just trying to love myself, you know, drink more water, mind my business uh-huh. or the business that pays me. Uh-huh. And yeah, man, you know, just trying to keep it real, bro. That's what I love, man. That's all. And you know, it's that advice, drink water, mind your own business. Yeah, man. You know, because if we keep diving into people's pots, you'll get burnt. Dude, speaking of people's pots, you're always diving into people's spot, uh, pots by telling <laughs> your truth in your story and yes. your commentary on social media. We have to take it back. Yes. Back to the very first time <laughs> you're like, I'm a physical I'm not holding back. Because I, I would imagine when you started out with the content that you created on social media, yeah. you were messing around with a concept. Yes. And then it worked. What is that one thing that said, this is something and... It's going to take the globe by storm. Because ever since you blew up, everyone else followed the same thing. That that was before TikTok. You need your royalties, girlfriend. Listen, I feel like it's so weird to say that because I'm like, I don't want to take the spotlight and be like, I started this. I didn't. There was a lot of people who were doing it. I just guess it was my time. You made it popular. Well, I mean, if the streets say so, then I'll wear the crown. You understand? If you want me to sit in the seat, <laughs> I'll put my buttocks on the seat. No, it was cool. I didn't really know what was going on, to be honest. Mm. I just started it because I wanted to be an actress, mm. to, be, to be for real. But mm. then I started out doing production work. And I was like, <laughs> I don't want to watch people do what I love to do, which is watch them do things in front of the camera. Uh-huh. But the advantage was having to learn the processes behind the scenes. And I think that gave me... a a bigger advantage because you know when you go on set you understand the workings of an AD yes. a cinematographer yes. a, 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 what is it a, a direction yes. so when I get on set I know okay I must stand here keep quiet do this do that so it became a bit of a thing that gave me an advantage but it also gave me knowledge yes like you know I did office work Dude, I want to, before, because I feel like you're moving. Kaspiti sa, Sorry. Sa highway. Sorry. <laughs> excited. Right now, we are we are in a residential area. So sorry. We are getting to know you. Sorry. So, you go you go to film school. Yes. For a year. Yes. But you can't continue. Was yes. it because of the fans or was it because of interest or was it because of your grades? No, it was none of the above except for money. Oh, man. It was really expensive. And I mean, I did, I did kind of force my dad to want to go to film school because he was like, after the school, mommy, the high school, I, I, I want you to register the, at uh, the vets. And, uh, and, uh, and uh, uh, really, when it comes to the books, Farida, I need you to be at the A grade. 
Where was I? At D grade. <laughs> so I had to make a plan. Therefore, I went to go apply at AFDA. And they were like, oh, this is amazing. And I was like, oh, I feel like I'm going to yes, like fame. Yes, yes. And I did the first year and he was like, it's too much. Sister, mm. young Costa, this thing that you mm. want to do. So I don't know what's up next. And I was like, oh, I don't know what to do. But luckily, the one of the girls that I was in school with, yes. um, she had like an internship at uh. Red Paper Pictures. Right. And they were looking for interns. And she was like, oh, maybe you should like try out. And I was like, ah. I don't even know any knowledge about TV. Like, yes. I don't know anything. Yes. But I learned, and then I worked my way up into the business. Now, as an intern, which which show did you work on uh, at Yo. Red Pepper? Oh, well, no one's going to believe they me. They had many shows, right? No one's going to believe me. Which show? I worked on the original Jam Alley. No way! Before they did Jam Alley Crew vs. Crew. Okay? What? I was here in the SABC doing auditions for Jam Alley. I was a contestant because one of the contestants couldn't come. <laughs> okay? I've come from far, guys. This is not a new thing. But I like it. Yeah, and I was thinking, I was in the mix of the beans. Oh, man. I it started there, then I did um, Crew versus Crew for Jam Alley, then yes. I did Cabedo 8. Cabedo 8 was like hip and hip and Yes, yes. Like yes. it was the thing, it was the vibe. I think I that like, was 2006, 2005, yes. roundabout. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was around that time, and I was like, oh, this is nice. Hey? And then it, I, I think I, I got to a point where my boss was like, I don't know if you really want to do this because your your interest is kind of declining and we know you can do better. So maybe you should just spread your wings. And I was like, are you guys firing me? Were they also noticing how busy your social media was becoming? No, this was even before. I hadn't even started. Oh, no I was way. just getting bored of doing office work. Like, I got into a disciplinary hearing because there were things missing. And my boss was like, listen, we really like you. You're a nice girl. We're just going to let you go. Oh, my word. So I was like, and I went home the one day and I was like, Fatima, I don't have a job. She's like, excuse me? I was like, well, they said I must go. And then I spent like three months at home, like, you know, a little like in between depression and like not knowing what to do. Mm. And I still didn't have a platform. So in the time that I went, that was at home, I got a call to do um, a production manager job right across from Red Pepper. Okay. Uh-huh. I did that for three months. In that three months, I was pushing my social media. That's when I was doing my skits on my Instagram. But this was like a daily escape for me. Like during my lunch break, I wouldn't even eat. I'd just go sit in the meeting room and like record these things and post them. And people were like, you know, that respond. And I think it took maybe like two and a half months. One day in the morning, I was on my phone and I was like, what is happening? Why is DJ Zinte following me? And I was like, DJ Zinte, guys, I had a moment on my own in the office and no one understood what I was going through. Oh, man. She reposted one of my videos. And it was tickets. Dude, you know DJ Sinclair should be credited for a lot of people's success. No, for real. Mac G's podcast wouldn't be as big as it was if it wasn't for DJ Sinclair. Do you understand? And by the way, Fatima is Farida's sister. Yes. In, in case you were trying to... Sorry, guys. Um, Context. Con- <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, connect, guys. Connect the pieces. <laughs> um, wow, what an incredible story. Yeah. And where do you meet Moshendigi in all of this? So... <laughs> I <Did> then... Did <laughs> <laughs> Because the crazy story, I used to work in retail with Mushendi. Really? Yeah, at Vertigo. That is so As I was crazy. coming out, as I was leaving, uh, when I got the YFM gig. Yes. He was coming in. So we got to work together for like, Buma, two, three months That's before hectic. I left. Yeah. And You're I knew he was a small. star. 
that man is amazing, okay? So I met Moshe when I came to the SABC for the morning live show. And he was one of the guests that were going to get interviewed. So I walk in and I'd seen his stuff on social media. And yes. I was like, this guy's actually funny. Yes. So I walk in and we're both awkward. And he goes, stop being awkward, I know you. And I was like, oh my gosh, I know you too. Yes. And then we literally went, we went for like breakfast after that. And I think we've been kind of like, we grew into this, like, you know when you have friends... And you don't see each other often. Mm. But when you do meet up with each other, it's almost like you haven't lost time. That's that kind of friend to me. Musha's that kind of person to me. Like he can text me and be like, Hey, where to? I've got money for you. And I'm like, where, babes? Where? <laughs> Where's the cash? Where's oh, the cash? man, I love this. Farida, where did you get the name Farida, girl? Who gave it to you? My dad. I know a lot of people are like, yo, we peel that name. Ne? Why that <laughs> it's ne? a beautiful name. It is. It actually means unique, one of a kind. So. Ah, oh, and that's what you are. Indeed. Indeed, yes. So Visual Digital is all about celebrating um, South African artistry, or should I say African artistry in the visual digital space. Now, you've occupied this space for, for years now from a content creator online. You're still doing it, but you also went from presenter to actor. Yes. That transition... How did that transition happen? So, yo, okay. So I didn't, I didn't know that I wanted to become a presenter. Firstly, I didn't, I didn't think of myself as a presenter because I feel like I'm such a traditionalist. I, I, I respect people and their roles. So I respect presenters for what they do because yeah. that's a difficult job in itself, and I respect actors for what they do because that's a difficult job in itself. So how I got to MTV was just segueing into my acting career. I was posting all my stuff on, on, on Instagram and then MTV hit me up and they were like, we'd like you to come and do an insert for your character. She's going to be going to Ultra. So my character is in Tabi Singh, yes. a typical Kasi girl yes. who likes nice things. And they said, come to a white festival called Ultra. Yes. And I was like, hmm, contrast, like it. Then... <laughs> the danger. The da- you know, <laughs> do you know where the danger is? <laughs> the danger lied in them saying, we really like you. We're, we're pitching for a new show. It's called Newsish. And we've got six other um, panelists that are going to be a round table. Nina Hasty was one of them. Mm. Moshe was one of them. Mm. Um, Mansi was one of them. I think we had Sia Bailey at the time as well. So it was like all of us. And we all had this nice job. And I was like, yo, I'm in MTV. Okay, cool. And then my sister said to me, listen, um, they're looking, they're, they're auditioning at BOM. There's a new show. It's for like students. It's called Istembiso. And I was yes. like, bro, Istembiso, what do they want? She's like, you're going to have to speak Vanek. And I was like, oh, yeah, now I'm, now I'm going to have to act. Mm. So I went to the audition and the creator of BOM Productions, Mr. Angus Gibson himself, was auditioning me. And he said, can you speak Sizulu? And I was like, yes. <laughs> Hey, sweating, sweating, sweating. Oh, yes. Thank God my angels were with me and I aced that and I got the job. And I was like, this is crazy. I never would have envisioned myself four years from where I was before saying I'm going to be on television twice presenting and acting. That's some crazy stuff, man. Now, obviously with all of this, you need self-belief. Yes. You need support from your family or friends. Who are your biggest cheerleaders in your life? I, my family and my friends are my biggest cheerleaders. Even people I don't know. It's so crazy. People who don't know me mm-hmm. are like, when they see me, they're like, Oh my God, Farida! Farwafi! And I'm like, I can't. 
cannot do Why don't you correct them? No, it's I don't. Pharaoh fee. I don't. You know why? Because I'm like, you know me. It's okay. As long as you can spell it, you'll find me. So long as. It's crazy. It's really. But I won't. I won't lie. My family is like the most important support system I have. Mm, mm. My brother in law is an actor. Mm. A very well seasoned one mm, at that. Mm, mm, mm. So when he gave me tits, tidbits, and things about like the acting industry, I was like, oh, this is hectic. This is like an. It's a, it's a space where it, it can be very intimidating. Mm. And a lot of people will question you. Mm. And a lot of spaces will make you feel like you don't belong. But if you believe in yourself and you know you're there for a reason, there's no reason for you to not be there. So I think it's reminding yourself that the space that you are occupying is not by chance. No, sir. Nothing is by chance. Nothing is ever by chance. I love that. Now let's talk about the hardships of being a woman in entertainment. Um, Do you have an outlet? Do you go to therapy when you go through the most? Who do you talk to? And how have you gone through the pains? And we can call it traumatic experiences. Yeah. That you still work with other productions, that you still audition for jobs. Yes. Like, how how have you maintained, like, your path in terms of your goals and your objectives, despite what women go through in the industry? It's a very difficult industry to kind of navigate in as a woman, right? And I just come back from something which is quite recent that I had experienced on a set. And I'd never experienced it to that magnitude. So I kind of felt like this is very overwhelming. And I now understand in its entirety what it means to be a woman woman in this industry. You're already fighting to be seen. Mm. You're fighting to be seen as a woman. And then you're fighting to be seen as a black woman. Mm. So you've got all these, these... like it's it's almost like obstacles but my outlet is usually just making my videos i genuinely find peace and happiness in making other people smile because it makes me feel like i'm doing something right mm. you know like i'm i'm giving people an outlet for them to feel better about their things and that makes me feel better i cry a lot i'm a very sensitive person like anything can make me cry and i think that's the one thing that that used to annoy me but i think i appreciate it now because it kind of it alleviates the pain like mm. it alleviates the pressure because then i can keep going because every day is a different challenge yes and i i don't i'm the type of person who also on the on the side of letting go and crying and letting it out i'm very good at keeping things in and moving on mm. and that usually works to my detriment because i never know when i'm gonna feel like this is the the cap like i'm going to everybody get out of my face yes. otherwise you're gonna catch a fate and I'm not a <laughs> <laughs> not the fade. You got to fade, and it's gonna be squeaky clean, okay? But man, look, I, I think I'm I'm very blessed to have the the people I have in my life mm. who've gone through these spaces before and who can help me kind of navigate in a way that's comfortable for me. So I don't change who I am to kind of adapt to situations. I just observe and I go, okay, how can I maneuver? How can I move in here? How can yeah. I make it easy? And also for the people that work with me, my my number one rule is I always want to get to a set and make life easier. Right. I never want to be the problem. Where did you learn that? I learned it from watching, from being in production because yes. I've seen some hectic things. Yes. And I'm like, oh, this is a lot. So if I want to be in the other side, how can I make everyone's job here easier? It's one less thing to worry about. I love that. Because I believe in that. Yeah. Like, yeah. I think that's... And it does not require talent. No, <laughs> it, it just requires it you also, being a human. It does not require you to be in a good mood. No. To make life easy for anyone. No. You know what I mean? Yes. Love that. I feel like you're my spirit animal. Oh, thanks. <laughs> now, I want to I wanna ta- I wanna touch on, 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 on this part. The content that you create, right? Yes, yes. Do you sometimes create the content for yourself? Because you also think of yourself as the audience. Always. 
I've always created content for myself. I'm just lucky enough that people catch on and they like it. I love that. It's all for me. I did it because I liked it. It was something that I could use to kind of give myself, I don't know, it's like a a hobby. Because I don't don't read. It's it's terrible to say I don't read. But I don't read much. But when I do, it's because I really like that book. If I'm watching a movie, I really enjoy that movie. This what I do on these platforms is for myself. How do you prepare for for your characters for the roles that you play? We saw you on Bettina Way too. Like, yes, give us give us an example. Like, what kind of prep work did you um, do? It's so strange, and I sound so silly. I really didn't do much. I just tapped into the sensitive side of myself. I tapped into the the the, the childhood, the sweet Farida who was ten and was very optimistic, but like as a twenty year old. And I was still that person when I was 20. So I just tapped into the younger me. I've just grown 10 years. I'm not that old, but like, yeah, you know. That's crazy, man. Yeah, it's weird. I don't know how to do that. It makes me feel like I'm not doing my job when I see people do preps. Because I'm like, yo, Aina, Nakia, I'm Kibuama Agamus. Yo, people are hiring me on lies. I've lied. Yo, they're going to catch me. They're going to catch me. And you know one thing about, about like, um... Um, selling BS <laughs> it's, it's, it's gonna stink yo, yo. <laughs> and, and yeah. It, yeah and when the BS stinks man we, we can't run away from it and be like Ooh. we know he came with it <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. oh man let's talk about the future as we wrap this up yes sir uh, what does the future look like for you the future is very bright Whatever it is, I'm taking it with both hands and I'm running. I'm always very grateful for opportunities that happen to come my way. And I'm always grateful for the people I work with. Mm. And I always like to leave a a good impression. So it's like, if you meet me, I'm not trying to put on a show. This is who I am. If you like me, you like me. If you don't, (laughs) you're one of the very few who don't. That's all I'm going to say. So... Watch the streets, catch the TV, gonna see me. <laughs> <laughs> and, and before I let you go, are you thinking of uh, being a director, writer, producer, working more behind, more behind the scenes to tell the African woman's story? Because I feel like yeah. we need more of that. I would definitely be privileged enough if I get the opportunity to. I'd love to direct. Like I don't, I'm not a good writer. I can, I can put the show together. I don't write my own material. It all comes from the dome. It sounds very like, ugh, but I really don't. I, I suck at writing. If I tell you now, my after writing teacher, Mr. Nduka, used to say to me, Farida, stop. Maybe you can take CMS, cosmetic classes. Don't write. You, you, I don't understand your stories. But if I can act it, I can direct it. So perhaps... <laughs> Perhaps. Hi, Mr. Nduka. Look at me now. Catch me outside. <laughs> Catch me outside, Mr. Dukes. <laughs> Farida, thank you so much for being the light. Thank you so much for being uh, a beautiful um, hue of possibility. And, you know, speaking to people like you reminds me that it all started with a dream where Ish. I am. Oh, and we're nice. just reflecting one another. We're just mirroring each other. And what a great privilege it is for me to host you on the show tonight. Thank you um, for having me. And I look forward to working with you, man. Yay! I will see you on the other side, mate. Five nights with Smash Africa. Smash Africa.